Hello everybody, happy Monday. In this episode, I wanna talk to you guys about the recent quality assurance audits. So if you are a dental hygienist in Ontario, we are audited and every so often. I've probably been audited every four years. Some hygienists, it's more often. Some, it's once every five, six, seven years. It is at random. It doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. But if you've had to submit your portfolio or take your quality assurance exam, um, you do have to always submit your practice profile. And now they're sending back the results from your practice profiles and portfolios. If you've taken the exam, you would have known if you've passed or not. But if the CDHO sends you a letter, if you're actually deficient in something, it means you've done something wrong. Not necessarily something wrong, sorry, but you need to clarify a couple things. So what I want to talk to you guys about is please do not get stressed out. Do not get overwhelmed if you get that letter. I remember when I got my letter, yes, I was deficient in a couple things last year. I submitted my portfolio, practice profile, all of that, and I had to redo a couple things. And I went crazy, nearly had a heart attack. I thought I was going to die, you know, because that's the last thing you want is to get audited by the CDHO and then have them say you have errors, basically. But when I was talking to my um, quality assurance, um, you know, person who was helping me through it, they do have a name. I just can't. Quality assurance assessor, I think. Yeah, that sounds better. But anyways, when I was talking to them, she was really nice. She was fantastic. And she basically said to me, first off, let me tell you, I'm not here to take away your license. The CDHO isn't here to take away your license. You haven't done anything seriously wrong. It just means I'm the fact finder. So this is what she said to me. She said, I'm the fact finder. I'm here to collect the facts. You need to show me certain things that the CDHO just wasn't sure of. It doesn't mean you are wrong. It doesn't mean anything. It just means they needed additional clarification. Once you send all of that through, I send it to them and then they make their ultimate decision, which could be you need to submit more paperwork. You you need to submit other things if they still don't understand what is going on. Or it could be they send you a letter and say, great job. Thank you for clarifying. You've successfully passed your audit. But, you know, I was, of course, stressed out too. But let me just say, you guys, if you go through your letters that the CDHO would have sent you telling you exactly what they don't understand, what you... um you need clarif- um what they need sorry clarification on that is good you typically have 30 days to respond they give you the email in the letter of who you need to respond to. So don't send a quick letter, send it off today. No, I want you to take your time, write the letter, think of exactly what you have to do, what they had told you to do in the letter. If you need to gather more information, research, resources, you know, so on, do that, but take your time and write that letter, okay? Um, 
If you need help, please let me know. You can feel free to message me anytime. You can reach out through me on my website. Um, I do have a chat icon there for you. Um, I am more than happy to help you through this because typically it's just having somebody else look through it with you and say, okay, these are the points that you need to do. This is what you have to clarify, done and done. So good luck. Let me know if you guys need anything and take a breath. You'll be just fine. Good morning, everybody. Andrea here. This week has been the week to talk about opening up your dental hygiene business. I've been doing a lot of business coaching this week, so naturally I'm inspired to do a dental hygiene business episode today. So I want to talk to you guys about certain things that you really need to get right away in your dental hygiene business. When you're thinking about opening up your practice, what do you really need? How much of a loan do you have to take out? And things you can really wait to get. Okay. Honestly, I speak from experience. I made some mistakes, of course, when I first opened up my business, meaning I kind of thought, oh, like, why did I purchase this? I didn't need it for two years or whatever. So let me help you guys save some money and let me really help you make your business easier right from the start. So this will be focusing on mobile dental hygiene businesses. Or, and if you are going to have a business in your own home, so a room in your own home, it's not necessarily referring to standalone practices, but you could apply that to standalone practices as well if you rent an office space or whatever. I just do not do that. So anytime I talk about dental hygiene business, it will be kind of based on my own experience, but this will help you. So number one, and a lot of people really try not to do this or they don't really take my advice on this, which I get because it's expensive. Number one, I suggest a dental hygiene software. So a dental software so that you can submit claims electronically to insurance. You can keep all of your chart notes, the odontogram, booking appointments, all of that in one spot. This I feel so strongly about because when I first started my business, I wasn't seeing a lot of patients per week. It took me a little while um, to become busy, but I did have paper charts. But then when I got busy, it was so much of a mess. Things were unorganized. When I needed to look up a patient file right away, I couldn't just do it from my laptop from anywhere. I had to say things like, oh shoot, you know, I have to go back home to look that up because I don't keep the files with me, of course. So I have to go back home to look that up. Or, you know, just paper can get annoying, confusing. There's so much printing you have to do. Printing out blank odontogram templates. Perio charting. What if you miss a piece of paper? Like, it's just a big mess in my opinion. And when you get a dental software, well, you have to transfer all of that into your dental software and that takes so much time you can hire somebody to do it if you want but then that's so much money so it's up to you my software was three thousand dollars you guys okay three thousand dollars is nothing in the grand scheme of things i can understand if i'm asking you to spend twenty thousand dollars versus spending nothing for the paper charts but three thousand dollars invest in it you will thank me later 
Number two is kind of the obvious, but if you plan to sterilize your own instruments in your own home, you need a sterilizer. So that's kind of an obvious one, but don't cheap out and get the cheapest sterilizer, the tiniest one ever, because when you do get busy, that sterilizer won't do anything for you. I, for example, purchased a statum and there's a small statum and there's a large statum. Like there's no in, there's no in between. I spent a lot more money to get the large one, but I'm so glad I did because if I just purchased the small one, you can't, you can maybe run a cassette at the time, um, a cassette at a time. Um, with the large one, I can put eight different pouches in there, um, you know, as an example, whereas if I had the small one, I'd have to run several loads several times a day. With the big one, it's one load once a day, that's it. Um, depending on how many patients you see. So things like that, don't say to yourself, okay, I'm, I'm going to save $5,000, get the smaller statum. When I start making money, I'll get the bigger one. No, because that's a waste of money. Get a good sterilizer, get the right one first. Number three, so these are things, um, just a couple points that you can wait to get. So for example, if you want to hire somebody to make a website for you, social media management, marketing, Google ads, all of that, I feel like you can wait for. If you really want a website, do it yourself. Do like a click and drag template kind of website design, super easy. In fact, I can help you with that. Honestly, if you need help, send me a message. I will send you exactly what I did when I first started my business. Um, you can make a free Facebook business page on Facebook. That is still where I get most of my clients. I'm not even joking. They come from Facebook and Instagram actually too. But those are free services that you have something for when a patient wants to look you up. There you go. Um, so something else that I want to talk about that I feel you should do right away. This is... Um, Get a sign for your car, okay? And this has helped me tremendously. So what I did was I went to Vistaprint, and no, I'm not being paid to talk about Vistaprint. This is just me telling you my own opinion. I went to Vistaprint and printed off a large magnetic signs for my car. So one um, for each of the the passenger door and of course the door on my side um, and I purchased a bumper sticker type thing so that my um, bumper sticker says mobile dental and you can have your website on there your phone number whatever so you're always advertising and it and it, it looks professional too when you're driving up to a patient's home and like they can see, oh, well, that's the person who's coming to clean my teeth today. You know, it's pretty obvious. Plus, when you're parked in their driveway, when you're parked in your driveway, people can see it, right? I highly recommend doing that. It's not expensive. And get business cards. Get business cards. I hand out three per patient. Um, so that way they can keep one, they can give to their mom, they can give to their friends, whatever. That's what I suggest doing because once people know about you and like your service, they will be telling everybody about you because that's human nature. That's what we do. When we like something, we tell everybody. When we don't like something, we tell everybody. That's just human nature right now. That's the way the world works. So I do in, um, recommend investing in that as well. 
Um, a mobile hygienist, well, even if you have a practice in your own home, you're going to need a compressor unit. So you have the air, the water, and the suction capabilities and a ultrasonic scaler of some point. So either a Cavitron unit or a piezo. I prefer the piezo myself. It's just what I like using for my patients. I feel like it's less intense and lasts longer. The tips in my experience in the Cavitron don't seem to last very long. They have to be replaced. I don't have the time or money to do that, but just luckily I prefer the piezo anyway. So you're, gro you're going to need to spend the big bucks on getting a compressor and an, ultrason um, an ultrasonic scaler if that's what you want to use. I use mine for almost everybody because that's just, I feel like they're getting a better cleaning that way. Um, and I actually forgot about this until I started talking about the ultrasonic scaler, but I recommend getting, and, and they're not paying me to say this, I recommend getting the new Pro Freedom Polisher. Look it up. It's a cordless handpiece. Cordless is everything amazing for when you're a mobile hygienist. It's a cordless handpiece. I even have a review on my YouTube channel, so check it out, of the new Pro Freedom handpiece. It is quiet for your kid patients. They are more comfortable with it. It's kind of like an electric toothbrush. Like Patients love it, and you don't have to hook it up it's not like a slow speed handpiece where you have to hook it up to your compressor unit each time, you know, all of that. I can use my, my um, cordless polisher without even hooking up the compressor because sometimes you don't need to hook it up, right? So I highly recommend that as well. So those are just a few things that I wanted to make note for you guys, things that you really need right away. Um, just a couple tiny things that you really do not need right away that a lot of people might think you do or want you to get. You really don't need things like toothbrushes, toothpastes, all of that. I like doing that. Like I do spend the money to get good quality toothbrushes, like toothpaste to hand out to patients, all of that. But at the end of the day, a patient is not not going to book with you again if you don't have those. So save yourself. Like I probably sometimes spend $500 a month on getting like toothbrushes, toothpaste, but I like to have options for patients. But you don't really need that when you're first starting out your business. Um, other things, don't get the newest instruments, the best instruments, don't get all new instruments. You know, if the instruments you have now are fine, don't think you need brand new ones, the high top end because you're starting a practice. You know, it's kind of like buying a Toyota car versus a BMW. You might think, oh, well, the BMWs are better. I should really have those since I'm starting my own practice. No, Toyotas are fine, okay? You don't need to get the biggest and best thing. And that's what I find a lot of people want to do when they start their own practice is they want everything to be new and perfect. Old instruments aren't bad, obviously, right? As as long as they're top quality, right? I've had the same instruments for probably 10 years. And yes, I've gotten new ones when they've gone on sale because instruments are expensive as heck. But I didn't go out and spend thousands to get new instruments. It's not necessary. Um, so things like that. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, cause I know it's probably very overwhelming for you starting your own dental hygiene business. It's exciting, but I can help you speak from experience and I'm happy to help. So thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.